Hello everyone and welcome to Ribbon Tide Dreams, a queer as fuck podcast with me, Miss Gina. In today's episode, I am joined by the one and only Miss Trinity Ice. We discuss everything from her childhood to teenage years to drag and also transitioning. We discuss what it means to have safe spaces for queer people and how much K-Road has changed over the years. There is tea spilt and a little bit of shade. Very fashion forward. What happened to the fashion forward? Um, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We also talk about, of course, House of Drag. And I get to the bottom of what really happened between her and Lady Lay. Was that face at just a random time that the producers put in there to make it look like you were looking at Lady? Or can you admit that that you did that face? I did that face. Yeah. Trinity also opens up a lot and discusses many things. (sighs) This is a situation I've never shared, but I'm gonna do it. Oh, um, I'm getting all the tea. Yeah, well. <laughs> this episode is, of course, brought to you by Girls, 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 a queer feminine showcast brought to you by Miss Trinity Isara Sal. Dates are Friday, Saturday, August 9th and 10th. Tickets on Eventbrite. Well, I am joined by a drag legend in the New Zealand community, hostess, MC, trans activist, how hath no fury when a trans woman turns, it's Miss Trinity Ice. Hi. Kia <laughs> how are you? I'm good, good, good. Good. Fabulous. Welcome to my whare, welcome to the podcast. Yes, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming in. It was very short notice. Um, but I feel like, yeah, this is something that we've wanted to do for a while. And yeah. Not just the podcast, but me and you like chat and just yeah. like get to know each other a bit better. And what's the tea? What's the tea? You know? Trans. Trans. <laughs> that's the tea. Is that tea for Trinity? Yeah. <laughs> Georgina Bayer shaking. Um, well, welcome. How How's your day been? Good. I've just been to um, AUT Radio. So, um... so this is a step down. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, let's just step anywhere. Let's just step anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm here in your beautiful fire. Thank you. Yeah, it's been home for three years now, oh. so I've got my cats around and fire burning in the background to keep warm. So if you hear crackling, that's wood. That's <laughs> that's not us. <laughs> Although we will crack later. Um, so Trinity, uh, you're currently really busy with a show going on, Girls, Girls, Girls. Oh. What's that about? Right, so the idea came about a few months ago when I was sort of looking to the market and seeing what I could do. Because I've done event management previously for all the gay nightclubs. And I was like, I want to get back into into the swing of things. So I sort of sat down and um, I was like, what could I do? And I had this vision of 80s peep show. That was the vibe I had in my head. Obviously no sort of like nudist or anything like that. <laughs> um, but that was the theme that I sort of wanted to do. So I sat down, I drafted up my ideas, uh, and then I had the idea, the vision of what it to look like. And then I started casting the team. And yeah, I chose I, a handful of people, which I selected because there was other people that were prime candidates, but obviously I don't want to overexhaust the cast. I wanted to say that for a second showcasing down the line. Oh, she's confident the first one's going to do well. Yes. So, <laughs> And was it always going to be a queer feminine yeah, style? I think so. I think um, 
what the market doesn't have a lot of exposure of is uh, trans visibility mm -hmm. to um, any extent. So I was like, some of my sisters, OG sisters, I'm going to call them, um, haven't done anything like this before yeah. ever in a while. And um, one thing I appreciate and always respect, and many queens will say this about me, I'm literally the historian of drag. Like, I know where everyone's drag career sits in the timeline yeah, when it started. Yeah. And I think it's always good to, like, appreciate the girls that have walked before me, performed before me. Absolutely. I wouldn't um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just queens that have come before me and were talented and stunning. I think it's always good to appreciate that. Yeah. In this day and age. Because drag has changed a lot, I guess, in even just the last 10 years where the people that you're speaking of, the OGs, um, the drag to them was, they only had, I guess, one or two spaces to go mm. and perform. It would be, you've got a number, go perform at the nightclub, get your coin, that's it. Whereas now we've got a big opportunity because the audience has been, become a lot bigger that you can hire out a space, a theatre space, and put on, like, a very cohesive show that runs as a big theme, yeah. which is different to back then? Yeah. Back when I started... <laughs> How many moons ago, sis? <laughs> Multiple moons ago. See, when I started uh, 10 plus years ago with my sisters, uh, Felicity Focaccino, who's now based in Sydney, uh, Judy from Wellington, Judy Virago, uh, all my sisters that sort of started around my era, uh, possibly also before... Um, we only had nightclubs and we had to work our asses off and I literally to get to do corporate drag because obviously the older girls had those connections and networks and were appropriate mm. for the, the gigs. So back in my day, we only had nightclubs and the occasional gig that a queen couldn't do. So yeah. it was a hard time back then. It was really hard. Yeah. And how long ago, like how long have you been doing drag? 12 years. 12 years? <laughs> so you started 17? My first drag show was in 17. 17? In a nightclub? Or yeah. All right. We won't. We're a controversial topic Is that here. nightclub closed down now? Or is it still oh, going? It's closed down. Okay. Way closed so down. So can we name it? Uh, yes, Immerse Nightclub. Immerse. Yeah. Where was that? That was a few in Wellington. It's ah. the old Calendar Girls three-story building. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you started Dragon Wellington. Yes. I'm original Wellington Queen. Wellington Forever Queen. Forever and always. Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. And House of Drag mentioned that, eh? That you were sort of like yeah. original Many Wellington. Yeah, many queens don't know that about me. Yeah, they just... And how long... When did you move up to Auckland? I moved up to Auckland when I was... Uh, I think 18 going on 19. Oh, yeah. I was similar age when I moved yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. From Tauranga. Yeah. When... How, how far back... Uh, how old were you, sorry, when you sort of discovered there was the thing of the LGBT community or what it meant to be gay or lesbian? When did that cross your mind? I think growing up, um, I come from a, I come from a town called Napier, Hawke's Bay. Mm. So um, I was always different and I was always um, pulled up for being different. Um, I was always very feminine and I had a very high pitched voice. Back in those days. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> <laughs> but so like, I didn't know what it was to be gay and what yeah. that meant. I always felt like it was always a burden and, um, almost like it was wrong to be mm. myself. And I think most of the, um, people around my age saw stuff like Tu Wong Fu and, uh, Priscilla, Queen of the, De of the Desert, you're like, mm. oh, that kind of resonates with me. Yeah. Not quite the drag at that point in my yeah. life. Yeah. 
but it always was quite feminine like in drama school and at school when I took drama I always wanted to play really flamboyant characters mm. so it, I never quite knew what it was to be queer yes because I was the only one yeah and I was the only and I did come out as being gay at high school I was the only out and proud Person. In high school you came out? Yeah. Stunning! How old were you? I think I was first year of high school I came out. Oh yes. So third form. Third, third so whatever age that was. Is that 13 or 14? Yeah, right around that. Right around yeah. that age. You came out as a gay male, basically, uh, at the time. Or bisexual. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, that loose label. So, yeah, I, I think I was, I was about like 17 when I came out as bisexual, because yeah. I had a girlfriend in high school. Mm. Um, and then I came out as a gay male when I was, um, 19. Mm. Um, oh, so you're like earlier in life. That's, yeah. That's cool. Um, and what was your childhood like in your teen years? Were you, um, how were you? I was like, Hey, um, I grew up with, uh, three other siblings, uh, two sisters, one brother. Mm-hmm. I was always very different from my siblings. I was very creative, uh, very fashion forward, very sort of. Uh, what happened my... to the fashion forward? Um, no, I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if only people could see what we're both wearing. I know. <laughs> I got my sketches on. I'm so comfy. <laughs> um, yeah, like my, my sister, my older sister, she's a very tomboy and she loved to surf and uh, very tomboyish. And my brother was like into rugby mm. and athletics and my sister was very sporty with his mate who oh, was okay. the artistic child. So I was very... Um, at sea, I didn't like physical sport. Like, I think the only thing I played at high school was badminton. Oh. <laughs> but that that shuttlecock would not do any damage to you. That is a soft shuttlecock. Like. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the most physical sport I did. But I always had large groups of women, uh, girls at high school. Mm. Like, I got on with all the girls at high school. So, sort of, it wasn't quite a hard... Um, high school. I had the odd person that was a prick, but my stepfather taught me martial arts. So um, during my high school duration, I knew how to look after myself. Yeah. And fuck with me and that was nice. Um, but yeah. Did you get into any fights in high school? A, a, occasional one guy, <laughs> multiple people tried to take me on. Yeah. And I did self defense, and my stepfather was a boxer. So, um. Isn't my dad a bit of a boxer too? He was like, I need to take care of myself. Yeah. <laughs> how are you feeling? Good. Good. Opening up. Yeah, feeling good. good. Well, this is going to reveal a lot about me because I think there's a misconception out there as my drag persona and what I am in real life. Mm. As like people have this tendency to think I'm cold. Out of drag, but it's, like it's Trinity. Uh, it's the, Trinity Ice. The aesthetic I've created is to be a cold air about me. Yeah, like do you know what I mean? Like, and that's the misconception people have about I me. I fully admit to you were definitely one of the first drag queens that I ever knew of yeah. in the Auckland scene. You know, I went out a little bit. There was obviously Ribena, Bucky, Tess, um, and like Kohler and Chanel, and mm-hmm. definitely Trinity was up there with people I would see out in family in drag. Um, and I definitely got a cold vibe from you. Like, fully. <laughs> like, I was just, but it's, it's like, it's, you come across intimidating, but it's more of like a, ooh, fierce. Okay. Like, it's kind of like, we don't know much about you in drag. Um, who is she? And but, so for quite a yeah. few years, I was not really sure about you. Yeah. Um, just like. Is that just her face? Um, <laughs> she's been <laughs> stick to me all day. <laughs> is Trinity your chosen name or was someone, did someone else maybe give that to you in a way? Or? I always, when I created my drag persona, um, I had multiple names. Mm. Um, and I was just, I Googled um, 
baby names. Girl baby names. And <laughs> oh, I just went cute. scrolling through the alphabet. And I was like, um, I had multiple other names that I liked. Like I liked um, Victoria, all these girl names. And I came across Trinity and I'm like, it kind of resonates with me because it's like the three, the Holy Ghost. Da -da 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 -da. Mm, yeah. And it sort of resonates with me because I've gone through three periods of my life. Okay. I've been like gay, bi and trans. Right. So it sort of made sense to me to adopt that name, you know? Yeah. I like that. And yeah. so Trinity is your legal name? Yes. Yeah. Legally depot. I couldn't change. I When I depoled my name, I couldn't have any other name because it would never work. Yeah. Everyone still wouldn't be like, oh, like Trinity and each other dragon will call you this. Like, it never works. So right. I just sort of stuck with Trinity. Yeah. So you, you had already decided on trinity as like your female name and then no drag then you, name first so it's drag name first sorry yeah. oh, oh yes okay yeah. um oh yeah right and ice the second name okay so <laughs> ice comes from because my best friend when we did start a drag together was Alyssa fire so mm, fire and ice so we nice. were a drag duo yeah um fire and ice that's that, that was our ultimate goal was to be this dynamic drag duo together but um didn't quite work out. Oh, I'm well, no, no, we're still very good friends. Yeah, I just said, um, she went through a later stage of transition and obviously came to terms of being trans and a drag queen, like it's a bit of a hard mm, struggle for some, yeah. So, um, she occasionally pops into drag every now and then, but um, that was our our goal as a, as a duet was to be a dynamic partnership. Cool, yeah, because for me, like, I started drag and it was, it was like a year, a year and a half into drag that I just I didn't feel comfortable trying to put on a drag persona whenever the wig and the heels came on, the lashes. Mm. I, I always just felt like me. I didn't feel yeah. like a drag queen, which definitely helped me realize that I'm trans. Mm. Um, and now, because I'm, I was always a musician, YouTuber before doing drag, yeah. it's like my drag persona was always an alternate persona that's now just fused into my gender. Yeah. So that's why obviously like for me, I use my name as my drag name and yeah. it's kind of just, I call myself like a drag artist yeah. instead. Um, yeah. So it's different with everyone. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. And so what does drag mean to you? It's been 12 years. You're still doing it. You've transitioned. <clears throat> why still drag? The funny thing is, is when I was, when I was, when I first started drag, I, I did drag back in the day because I looked stunning. I, yes. I was feeling my fantasy and I was mm. like, you know, drag is this to me. Like, I liked the, the, the costume, the attire, the look, the personality I could become. And then as sort of like, we progressed through like these motions. And then I realized there was one day, which I'd finished the, uh, finished the show with me, Felissa, Alyssa, and we're sitting upstairs and we're talking. I was looking in the reflection in the window and then I had this moment of, I don't want to take it off. Mm. This f feminine image I'm seeing, as I like, resonates with my soul. And mm. I was like, this is, I think I possibly could be this 24 seven. Yeah. And I spoke to my Alyssa and Fliss about it. And Fliss was like, you know, do whatever makes you happy. And I started experimenting. I sort of started going out as a girl and wearing wigs and growing my hair out. And it just sort of just ran its natural course. And then I was like, Okay, I think I'm gonna transition. And by then, I'd had all these Pagani clothes and Glasson's clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have a, a back catalogue. Yeah, stuff. yeah, same. And yeah. I was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, right, I'm gonna go see a specialist, a counsellor, mm. to get make sure my mental state is <laughs> up to par because yep. it is a daunting process. And that's how I sort of 
went and undergoed my transition. And how old were you? Oh, like <laughs> 19, 20-ish. Right. Yeah. It's all yeah. such a blur because I feel like yeah. I've always been trans. And so what's kept you doing drag all these years and not sort of stopping at, right, I'm a trans woman, I no longer need to get into drag to perform? What's kept you going? I think now, like, I think now we've, I've done it for a few years. I've worked, I've, you know, um, I think now it's, I'm at a part of my life and career where, um, I always thought it was a shame. I was always ashamed. Just as people, people don't know about me. When I was, when I went through this transitional phase, I was given the okay and I became my authentic self. I was always, was like, well, you can't do drag now because you're a trans woman yeah. now. Because yeah. every, I don't know, most girls I know go through that phase. Yes. And they're like, okay, it's time to get rid of the drag and just be a woman. Cause mm. it's, but then I was like, it's actually an extension part of me. And I feel like if I threw that away, mm. I'd throw some of myself away at the same time. Mm. And then now doing this in a cabaret setting and almost, to the extent where it's almost full time for me now. Yeah. I now see it as one, a business. Mm-hmm. Two, I love what I do. And three, I always, in, in my brain, I always feel it's good to show trans people that we can coexist or we can be yeah. drag, because drag is what we do mm. and trans is who we are. And I feel yes. like as a trans person, I need, me personally, I just like to uphold that. Yeah. You know, like we're not going to be segregated because we are trans women, uh, drag performers. We can yeah. still do what we do and love with our drag brothers and sisters. Yeah. Do you think the what was that an inner thing yourself or that, you know, drag and trans should be separate. So now that you're trans, you should only be trans. Do you think that's part of your yourself thinking that way? Or is it sort of maybe the misogyny yeah, within the drag queens who are men outside of drag? Is it sort of like, well, drag to us is men and wigs. Is is it a part of that? I think so. Yeah. Uh, many, oh, this is a situation I've never shared, but I'm going to do it. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm getting all the tea. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, only my girlfriends, oh, my drag sisters know this. Mm. And the one thing that the cold ear of me comes from is one of the core pieces that come from it is when I was a drag queen and still now, uh, there's been situations I'm not going to specifically name what, but there have been situations where I've been in full Trinity Eyes and at the gay club, we're frolicking around with mm-hmm. gay old time. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, gay, I've been around gay people and they see a trans uh, street worker walk in and they're like, mm. oh, look at those trannies. Which sort of reflects into my brain going, yeah. but that's what, I'm trans too. Yeah. But if you were to know that, would you also have the same mm. answer towards me? But it's like people, there's that transphobia within our community. Totally. Hence why I am the way I am in drag, because I am very defensive. Mm. And, I, and you know, beneath my aesthetic, I am very soft and gentle. And I've got a very nurturing nature. But I always feel like I always have to hold a shield and sword when people do mm. find out that I'm trans beneath it. It almost right. like it changes everything. That yeah. there's this mindset of like, Oh, she knows she's trans. Like, oh, shit. And then it flips. Yeah, what is with that? That's just my own personal <laughs> experience over yeah. the years of doing this. And my sisters have seen it happen. And they're like, why does that alter your perception on her? Because she's mm. now trans. People always say, oh, you got it so much easier. I'm like, do it? Yeah, some people kind of, like, especially gay males who do drag are like, 
oh, you're cheating now, You in a way. It's like, how? Why, how? Because, because I don't shave. Like, as <laughs> you people, know? like I know your, your whole attire of changing over from boy to girl is a bit longer than mine. Yeah. But the thing that people, I'll let a secret in on is like, us trans women that do this art form take on a psychological change. Mm. I mean, like me and Victoria's Secret spoke about this, is when people... Being a trans woman, 24 hours, seven days a week, and then on the Friday, like, okay, time to put the drag on. When people call, the ultimate test of being a trans woman is when you're called a man <laughs> 50 times a night. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a psychological change. Where most yeah. trans women aren't programmed like that. They're like, what the F did you call me? But because we're in yeah. a cabaret setting and we are drag queens, you know, we got to take that on the chin. Yeah. That's the true test. Yeah, you, uh, we're talking about Kalusi cabaret. We're just working here, or just in general. Yeah, you're getting drag. heterosexuals who, for them, drag is a man in a wig. Yeah, and it's about it's about staying focused and knowing who you are and yeah. just getting on with the job mm-hmm. and not taking like their assumption personally. Yeah, because it's it's not a personal thing. Yeah, what they're saying or yeah. what they assume. That's a true tip. <laughs> <laughs> I I like sort of had a little bit of that as well like when I'm on the bar like someone will be like oh I didn't realize you were uh, trans and I'm like oh clocking me even (laughs) (laughs) and then and like I could be like oh I must still look like a man or oh like but I just like play along with it and I grab my like my titties out and I'll be like look here's my padding yep like I that's me and sort of I play along with it um because that's just how it is but yeah it's definitely like a psychological thing like knowing who you are and being able to take the joke or the comment and just like getting on with it. Yeah. Which is really strong. So you've been working on the glorious K road as a drag queen for Uh many of years. Uh How has it changed in your view since you started? Well, yeah, it's changed significantly. Um, When I say when I came on the scene, uh, back when I first came to Auckland, Mm. I knew all the queens. Majority of the queens I knew because we had Bebo. <laughs> yes. Before Facebook. <laughs> so by the time I'd moved to Auckland, I'd been I'd already made friends with all the Kalutsi girls, um, mm. Tess, uh, Buckweed and Tess and Tatiana, all, all the girls I'd met or on with friends on Bebo. So when I moved up, it was quite an easy transition because we'd spoken, we were the met mm. and like, you know, they were all so welcoming. And everyone had their little clicky groups, but no one sort of had these sort of situations of drama right and like now like we're in the current time it's so different to what i'm accustomed to like it's we've got kids that are just doing doing drag for multiple reasons and uh on different platforms you know it's just it's kind of scary but Mm. kind of like yes we are moving in the right way of putting it into different platforms or where drag can can go yeah you know so um you sort of look, like when kids watch the old girls, you're like, oh, boosh. Like, you know, <laughs> there's that, like, you know, she's, she's, it's the old, you can tell an old queen from a new queen because the old style is still current now. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I'm very old school drag. Like, I'm very sort of, I don't really do jump splits. Like, yeah. Gosh, I've never been able to do any splits or friggin' not like I split my dress. But, <laughs> But the kids now have these elements of surprise mm. and, like, all these kids are so talented in many aspects of their drag. Like, you know, people can paint, people can dance. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're also in the era of social media queens, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, we can sit at home on Instagram and be a drag queen, you know? Yeah. And how about just, like, the vibe 
on K Road or just Auckland in general for being queer or drag, how do you feel like the nightlife scene has changed? The people that go to, say, family for a gag to see a drag queen. Um, what's your experience with that? Well, recent and like recent now, like back when we did drag, like we could just go wherever. People didn't we weren't so invasive. Like people knew what they were ex- the expectation. But now we're moving into a century where our queer spaces um, as family it's getting predominantly dominated by hetero people and yeah. jeopardizing the safety of others. Um, at this moment, a few weeks ago, we are, I'd, I'd done a show and it was way packed and I literally went to the garden bar to have a cigarette. Yes, I smoke. Um, <laughs> and I was literally just like mentally just debriefing because usually I do it in the yeah. drag room, but I yeah. like too many people. So I went outside to debrief, have a cigarette. And while I walked outside, there were so many heterosexual people and I'm not against hetero people, but I got this look from multiple angles of like, I shouldn't be there. And that's how you, I felt. Them looking at you yeah, like, was like, what was, are you doing Yeah, here? what am I doing okay. here? Yeah. And I sort of was like, okay, this is making me feel very uncomfortable. And I've never felt like this ever when I've worked at family, yeah, ever yeah. during my time. And she said that and everyone was like, are you okay? And I just felt really sort of alienated and isolated because mm. I was like, no one sort of saw these. And I'm very, one thing in drag, I, no matter what state I'm in, I'm very observant. I can yeah. read yeah. the room quite easy. And I was just like, I need to leave. Mm. Why? Because I don't feel comfortable and I don't feel safe. So we did, like, I said to my group of friends, like, we're leaving. So I yeah. went down to Staircase, but I'm like, oh, you know mm. what I mean? Like, And how sad is it that we're feeling like that? I think it's uh, something has to be done. Obviously, the whole social media situation sort of unfolded in regards to that. Yeah. Um, I'm an, old, I'm an old girl, so I don't... These are things I like to do behind closed doors and meetings face-to-face. Right. So I think um, we do need to um, implement change, whatever that entails. So uh, to reclaim the space or um, to publicly announce what why family is the way mm. it is. Because I, I remember a conversation I had with Wayne many moons ago at Puff Bar. He created family purely for the fact, for the queer community. Yeah. That's why the name was what it was. So I think we have to remember what family stands for. Are we going to be safe? And if we choose to be safe moving forward, how are we going to monitor that and enforce that? Because that's the thing. Like, um, I spoke with my brother recently about the whole thing that was going on. He was up here to stay with me and we went to Staircase. And so I had to give him the backstory of, like, why we're not going to family tonight, why we're going to Staircase. And, I mean, he's a straight male one of the biggest allies and supporters I've had in my life. Mm. And so getting to hear like the truth from his perspective, he was like, oh, but you do, why, why would you want to discriminate against heterosexuals? You can't just kick them out of your club or tell them not to be there. Like how, how do you go about it? You know, by like letting the ones in that are respectful. Yeah. So it's, how do you monitor that? It's like a tricky thing to like put procedures in place. We need to remind everyone what that place is. Yeah. I was like, you could have 20 drag queens frolicking around, but that don't mean it's a gay bar. Uh, yes, you exactly. You could just be a group of cross-dressers hanging out there. Yeah, I, I've said, um, yeah, family aren't willing to change. They need to take down those rainbow flags. I agree. Because it, for me, I've noticed that over like two or three years even, just the slight increase of things, um, friends of mine 
have been at the bar waiting to get a drink and the bartenders have served the group of white girls next to them before like, or like the other males who are hot next to them rather than my gay friends. Mm. And one of my friends was like, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm next. And this guy just turns around and goes, what faggot? It's like, do you know what bar you're in? Yeah, Obviously yeah. they don't know which bar they're in. They're in a bar where, I think it's a word of mouth thing with hetero people that go out. They've sort of heard like, oh, there's lines down at the viaduct. There's lines at all these places. There's a cover charge, whatever. Let's just go up to family. They let anyone in. You can do it. You can find a fuck there. That's yeah. what I've heard is go mm. to family. You'll find someone to fuck. Which is a word of mouth thing. So I think family need to like either amp up their social media game and have posters around the place just to remind people yeah. what kind of space it is. I think so. Mm. I think people are like, we're all good if you're having a great time at family. You know, yep. if you're straight, we love our straight allies. Oh, absolutely. But please be mindful what space you're occupying at the same time. Yeah. I was like, one thing I've noticed, and I sort of spoke about this on the weekend, it's like, it's too much foot traffic. Yeah. It's, their bar is, is like sardines in a can. It's cramped in there. It's literally like, obviously we've got rent, you've got rent to pay and overheads, but it's like, girl, I was like, that shit is ridiculous. No. Yeah. Like your floors are wet, your drag queens are slipping over. Yep. Drag queens are getting attacked and beat, like, you know, it's just getting a bit yeah. ridiculous. Like, do you want us to start fighting back? Is that what you want? Yeah. Because we all know I'm famous for that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've been pushed and shoved. I've been felt up. Yeah. Um, I won't say who, but one of the drag queens that was on stage mm. recently had a um, drink thrown at them mm. while performing. Yeah. It missed their head by inches. If that had hit them in the face. Concussion. You know. Or um, There just seems to be no security. Well, there's sometimes you can see security walking around on the dance floor, but they're not, they're not actually paying attention to what's going on. No. I've had friends that have gone up to them and said, hey, this person called me this, they pushed me, can you do something about it? And the bouncers have just gone along and removed both people being like, okay, you're both causing a problem where it's like, no, the, my, this gay person is coming to you saying, I feel unsafe and yeah. they're getting kicked out as well. Exactly. And then five minutes later, the bouncers just letting them back in. Yeah. Like that's, that has happened. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Or wait for you to leave and you sort outside and they let them back in. I'm exactly. Like, Cause I they know they're going to spend money. Um, like honestly, it, it's not going to take what, like one, $200, per security a night to be just in there actually paying attention to the floor. You see something dodgy happening, you go over and sort it out. I don't I don't know how hard that is, considering at most nightclubs um, have security that stand on the, the edges of the dance floor mm. and are just looking the whole time to make sure that exactly. no, nothing's getting slipped in a drink or there's no fights breaking out, which has happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, so things can be done, it's just applying them. I think so, yeah. Mm. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Trinity. No. <laughs> Is Peter here? Peter? No, uh, House of Drag. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Ooh. So you were on House of Drag season one. Mm -hmm. How was your experience in the house? I loved it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it. Like, uh, 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 when it came about, mm. when it was pitched to me, I was like, well, this is kind of cool. Like, yeah. yes. And I was like, oh, like, I'm an, I'm an old girl. Like, I'm a, mm. you know, I, it was, I was like, this, is, this could be fun. This could be something big. Yeah. And I was like, I thought about it a lot. And I was like, you know, being in the industry where I'm at, I'm just like, you know, in my brain, I'm like, do I need this? Yeah. 
Do I really need yeah. this? Like, because I, it's it's quite a vulnerable thing to do. Totally. I suppose putting yourself in a reality show where there, there's going to be no separation between drag trinity and yeah. day trinity because yeah. the cameras are there coming into... It's like basically cameras coming into the drag room and seeing what goes on totally. before the, the final lash goes on. And <laughs> the thing is, my drag persona and me are completely two entities. Like yeah. We, Trinity Ice is very smoke and mirrors. Like I very really go out as me. And when I do, I'm mm. very private in that respect. I need to talk to the queens, the the, the sisterhood. Yeah. Like, I don't branch up. Like, I'm here. <laughs> like, I'm really, I sort of pull myself back. Yeah. I like to relax when I'm out of drag. And very rarely do I get to do that because I work so much in drag. So when I get the moment to be like, oh, I just go out as me. There's no, like, thing overhead of me like, oh, we need to talk to her about drag. Like, no, not yeah. people know that I'm here. Mm. And did, so I don't think we really saw tr- Trinity. Um on House of Drag, you were, even in the confessionals, you were still Trinity Ice yeah. most of the time, eh? Yeah. Were, were you scared to, like, show the the, the no. other side of you, or? Um, no, uh, nothing. Uh, when I did I, when I did do the show, I showed a lot of myself. I didn't want to, being a private person. Yeah. And purely, as I spoke before, in regards to being trans and a drag queen, that was my biggest hurdle in life, or, and my biggest... Um, secret about mm. her is like she is a trans woman but yeah. it all and when i was you know when the production was like are you ready to show the world that you are a trans <laughs> woman i was like it was very daunting because yeah. then it changes people's perception on how they see her like you know i had like i've people on the scene that i've known for four years five years or pe- you know people in the bars that you're like hi yeah they didn't even know wow like oh my god i didn't realize you were trans yeah 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 you know, so it was it, it was to be vulnerable, and Trinity Ice is not vulnerable because right. she is my sword and shield when I'm not. She is my my strength. So to show both sides of the coin, I was like, oh, honey. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, you should pay me more for this. <laughs> like, it was kind of quite daunting because, like, you know, I, I, I am my persona is very strong and she has, she's very fierce. So mm. to show the vulnerability, like it was, it was hard. It, yeah. was, it really was hard. And even going into it, meeting the girls, like um, majority of all the cast, I was close with none of them. Right. right. I was the outside girl because yeah. I didn't work with any of them on any level besides yeah. probably the odd spot at family. But see like my OG or my sisterhood is like, the two hosts of the show. Like, we, yeah. So, you know yeah. what I mean? So I was sort of like, I'm coming in here left wing here because, you know, Wellington knew each other, like yep. Volga, Bunny, mm. Lady Lay, Hugo, and then there's like Medulla, Siobhan, yep. and Lola. Yeah. And yeah, actually, you, yeah, you were definitely like a little bit of an outsider. I was a bit of an outsider. Thinking about who the people in the house knew each other and their connections. Yeah. Yeah. Like Medulla and Lola were best friends. Yeah, and they of, hang course, out with Siobhan of course. And Lady Lay. And like all of Wellington mm. all knew each other and they all worked mm. together and they had these little events from Hugo and Luna. So it's sort of like, I was just the little like lone wolf. Like, like yeah. Hey. Do you think you did well? Are you happy with what you did in the house? Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know everyone wants to win, you know. I, yeah, exactly. You know, when I came, when I've won patrons before yeah. um, in Auckland. So when I did go through like the roles of things, People like, you should have done this, you should have done that, mm. you know, you know, people can always point from the outside, like, you should have done this better, oh my god, they cost you my shit, oh, hello, I get my shit made for me, like, I'm not yeah, a yeah, 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 but it's like, all we can do is do 
put our best foot forward. And one yeah. thing I do take away from the experience was I had a good time. Ah, oh, that's the, the best part That's the best it, memory man. I that's took away. That's good. That's good. You know, like, I got to meet Luna, which is, mm. like, a Wellington sister. Um, and we sort of, like, hung out. Because I sort of knew of her. Mm. And she moved to Auckland. And I hung out with her on the show. People like Bunny and Volga. Like, I made these connections with Wellington. Um, many people thought me and Bunny would hate each other. They were like, oh, right. you and Bunny got a crash. You're going <laughs> to knock Bunny out. I'm like, actually, me and Bunny get along really well. And Volga... You've seen on the show how close we are. That's good. Um, so you I, definitely made friends through the show. I, yeah, we're still yeah. in contact now. Like, I caught up with Volga and Bunny Bunny was up here for her uh, elimination show. Um, but I was like, I felt like I was the mother of the group. <laughs> like, I honestly don't feel like that because yeah. like, when, like, post-show, after it all had finished, and that we did, like, the elimination show, it was, I got to, I was that shoulder. You mm. know, when I got uh, eliminated, I was like, meh. Yeah. Like, I just go back to work. Yeah. Like, it was very that because I'm like, I processed, I don't want to that. I'm like, I'm not, I haven't won. I left on really great terms. That's good. I had a standing ovation, everyone hugged me. Aww. So I was just like, you know, like moving forward. But yeah. like, after the show, like, I was the shoulder for most of the girls. Like, I, only we knew that experience. Like, yes. And that's the thing, like, people who have, I guess, said, been commenting on like how you should have done things differently or whatever. Like they weren't there in that experience where you're, I, I think that the timeline's basically something like 10 to 12 hours a day. Yeah. You get up into drag filming, do the challenge break next challenge, you know, and it's mm. just like, go, go, go where you're and So like your mental health is just all over the place. So if you forget to like put this lash on straight because you've got to start filming in 10 minutes, like, you can't be perfect. Mm -mm. So people don't know what it's like. And it's different to, I guess you said, you've done pageants before and you've won those where like, this is a different thing completely. And you're one of the first to do it. Yeah. So props to you. Thank you. Um, which what place did you finish? Sorry, I forget. Was uh, it like seventh? seventh? I know, is that even a placing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so bottom three. Yeah, um, <laughs> not quite a bottom, but you know. Uh, I mean, the cast was definitely a, a pretty strong cast, I'll say for like a first, season and i think have you, has your drag career changed in any way yes it? yes <laughs> so like um when i when i went, when went on the show i was like do i really need this yeah so it's, it's not like and i thought to myself if i go on this if i lose that will look so bad on me mm. but then i looked at it i was like the thing is what i what i held on my shoulders which many people don't know i was like I had my Kaluzzi family rooting for me. Like, yes, Chin's going in. Like, she's going to bring the crown home. Yeah. <laughs> and my sister's like, whatever you need, we've got your back. Like, all my sisters were like, whatever you need, we'll help you out. Like, I had massive help and support from Colo and v Victoria backing me. And then not only that, I had my trans community behind me going, yes, sister, like, come on. And then when I was, when I was put on the bottom. Ooh. <laughs> Who put you on the bottom? Here you go. Oh. <laughs> But then I was like, I get it. It looks like a Dolls Kills costume, but um, <laughs> but then I was like, at the end of the day, this is how the cookie crumbles. Exactly. Two have to go up, one's going home. And, you know, I, t I, I say this all the time. I said this to Hugo when we did our Women's Weekly photo shoot. Was, you know, he did receive some mild death threats and negative <laughs> energy uh, from people. I don't think it's death threats who go up. I can't remember how the negative response yeah. when you get home. But then I was like, 
if roles were reversed and if it was me that had won that challenge, I would have done exactly the same. I would have put Hugo and Lola up. Yeah. Even if I was Madola, I would have put them straight up at the, at the start. Like, yeah. bang, like, you don't win wars by keeping the strongest. You get rid of them. You keep the weak. Yeah, the weak, exactly. make it easier yeah. to beat. And I think what the viewers aren't, like, really understanding is you put two people on the bottom. Yeah. It's the judges slash the producers that yeah. choose the person that totally. goes home. It's not inherently you that is putting, yeah. sending one person home. Um, and that's just how reality shows work, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because I'm like, oh my god, Hugo sent me home. I was like, well, Hugo didn't send me home. Hugo went no, to the bottom. Yeah, like, exactly. He still put me in the firing line. Yeah, I suppose. And, you know, like, we, we had, like, a, a moment where, um, you know, when we did, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote this because people have this misconception, is when Bunny, when everyone comes to hug me, because it was, it was emotional. Like, mm. It was, I was like, oh my God, like in my brain, I'm like, oh my God, I've let my Kalitsi family down. Mm. Like the bitch had been in the longest, like this bitch didn't even last that long. Like it was <laughs> all of that. And it was like my, my trans community that are rooting for me. It was all of that. And it was emotions. And I'm just like, I'm going to be raw. And I'm just like, I, just, I can't hold back my feelings. So yeah. I did cry. And there's a quote where Bunny goes, I'm going to fucking get her. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. so that quote is aimed at Lola, not at Hugo. Okay. Because people think it's, she's gunning for Hugo. She's right. actually gunning for Lola. Right, because Lola was in the bottom, bottom with, with you. And that was okay. quite traumatising because uh, me and Lola haven't had like the closest of friendships, but mm. we're very similar to each other and we yeah. do say hello. So when we're both having, like, we keep, I'm keeping it together, but we're holding hands, like, she's on the verge of, like, just crumbling, yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, when they do say, Lola Blaze, like, that was hideous for Keita to do. Yeah, best, yeah. It's my best friend telling me, like, boot it, bitch. And, you know, and Keita looks, looks dead in the eyes, and, like, she's trying to keep herself together. I'm like, ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm crying. Well, at least with that in mind, the viewers, the show is not rigged. Like, yeah. I mean, Keita and you have go back many, many years. Yeah. So if she had a say in it, she, she would have saved you. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. So she was like, sorry, sis, you're the worst. <laughs> yeah, but like, even you like, know? we had that meeting in regards to, um, it was a conflict of interest because Keita yeah. and Hera are my very close friends. It's more so, yeah, obviously, Keita. And, you know, we, they sat me down, they're like, girl, like, if you're on the bottom, yep. you go home, we're going to send your ass home. I'm like, just, yeah. Girl, that's fine. That's and I would it. never want anything less than that. I wouldn't want you to make a Yeah, you, you'd rather me. want the, the truth than yeah. it being sugar-coated. Yeah. You want to know if you're not doing well so that you can go, right, I can improve in this way. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, you had some iconic moments in there. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> um, so was that face at just a random time that the producers put in there to make it look like you were looking at Lady? No, or can I you admit that, that you did, did that face? I did that face. Yeah. Why? Because I I MC as a job. I mm-hmm. I host multiple as you know. Yeah. I host. So sometimes there <laughs> is um when they delivered the comedy to me in the kitchen, I was making that beautiful sandwich. No <laughs> It was it was like me from personally how I MC, I thought it was a bit cringeworthy. I thought right. it was very heavy. Because mm. it is it would it, in my brain, I'm like, that's... Hemorrhoids. Great. Hemorrhoids. It's like, great for a drag name, not for a joke. <laughs> but it just came across really heavy and stiff. Yeah. And like, and I was, I wasn't, never my intention to throw her off. I was mm. just going to be my experience being in the game was like, it's quite heavy, that joke. 
Right, yeah. And she was, you know, I just felt like it needed a bit more work or maybe from a different perspective, you know? And that's why when she did say that, I was like, ooh, girl. <laughs> the face was so good. And so, <laughs> yeah, what's your what's your perspective of that whole drama? She's crying, like the lady lady we're talking about, crying, walks off. Did did you hear through the the, the room where she says, I'm fucked? Or I'm was, fucked. was it like off? Away from where you no, were. No, that was... You, you could hear it. Yeah. Um, and so what was your perspective? Do you do you feel like any sort of responsibility for her meltdown? Or no, are you I, like, come on. I think also, like, the competition gets the better and worse of people. Yeah. And I think that yeah. being a comedy challenge, um, I think uh, a part of that was the pressure of the competition. Like, mm. obviously, cameras, yeah. the, the challenge itself. There's a lot more going on you know, than going just... On think. Just the people in the audience looking, there's cameras, there's judges, there's... Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, and through a challenge, when you're doing a challenge, I suppose there's the thought of, oh, that person's better than me, or I'm not, you know, you're thinking, you're thinking about your own self-worth in the competition rather than, like, yeah. what other people think of you. Yeah, 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 and I just, like, maybe I played a part in that. <laughs> but I also feel like these other factors as well, because, um, you know, she, she clashed with, you know, some, some of the girls in the house she didn't quite have a connection with. And mm. I think she may have felt isolated or just a bit lonely at, at times. But, like, um, minus that, like, um, I've got no, like, hostility or anything towards lady. Like, I've right. uh, post-show. Um, even before, because I'd put her on in my lineup at family. So, yeah, exactly, um, yeah. I think that just, it just got, the competition just got the best of her. Um, yeah. It didn't happen to put in that face. <laughs> I didn't like the way she threw that out. Too. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, and the other iconic quote, obviously, hell have no fury when a trans woman turns. Well, I was waiting for that. I was ready to, you know, flip a table, like, yeah, true abundance on pose. Ah! But, um, was, was that a quote that just kind of happened, or was it something that you had sort of well, thought of? I'm very quick off the map, yeah, I'm very quick yeah. with it. So, when situations like this unfold, like, I'm literally saying, yeah, 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 and then I'll just go bing and then uh-huh. I'll throw it out, nice. like, literally. That's just how I am, yeah. All, all in all, House of Drag, you're happy with what happened? and House of Drag was fabulous. Like, yeah. I don't have any regrets. Um, That's good. You know, people ask me, has it springboarded your career? Uh, yes. I'm, you know, like a post-show, like random times of, um, since the show, I have this, the people come up to me, like it came out or the mall. <laughs> and like, I'm just sort of like oh my God, yeah. doing my thing. And they're just like, oh my God, you're trying to House of Drag. I actually got it last <clears throat> we went to Christchurch with Victoria and Chanel. We're down at uh, Rickerton McDonald's at like one o'clock in the morning. We're getting food. <laughs> and this group of uh, gay boys are all there. And they're all whispering. And I'm just like, ugh, I just want my double quarter pounder and 10 nuggets. I'm ah! out of here. And we're leaving. And this gay boy comes up to me and was like, oh my God, are you Trinity Eyes? And I was like, yes. And then he's like, oh my God, you're from House of Drake. And gave me this phone case, this watermelon phone case. He goes, oh my God, I love you so much. So, like, you get that little, like, sort of taste yeah, of fame. Yeah. Um, but I always feel like it's always humbling to um, thank people that watch the show or support mm, the show. Or 100%. just my drag, my drag persona. So, um, I love it because you sort of feel like you do have a mm. little taste of, of, of being a celeb or, yeah, and I, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, TV and Z on demand. Yeah. Any advice for girls or guys or non-binary who might be on there? I think um, be authentic to who you are, to your brand, mm-hmm. whatever that may entail. And I just say, just have fun. 
I like I said that on the show, I was like, be who you are because what's very disappointing is when your fans or support support people that watch the show meet you in real life and you're a dick. <laughs> yeah. It's like it doesn't look well because people talk about that. It's yeah. just like you wanna be authentic and organic to what you put out on TV because, you know, in the long term run that what comes out in the end, you know. I had a great time. I and I feel like the girls this season are going to be fabulous. I'm very excited to see how this all unfolds. I know. I'm excited to see what season two has to offer. Yeah. And possibly means that could do some more fashion reviews, the photo reviews. I think I could do that. You could do that. I Actually, could... yeah. That'd be interesting. I could get you My to do that. My drag has taken a huge dynamic change in this <laughs> show. Miss <laughs> Trinity Ice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much no, for joining me. I feel like we've discussed a lot of things. I hope yeah. you're feeling good. Feeling great. Um, hopefully there's nothing I need to cut out of it. Um, if, if so, I'll speak to your lawyer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My PO. Cool. Thank you so much, Trinity. Thank you.